all the girls are like crying they've got their stuff they're like People are kissing their like partners goodbye. Like everyone's freaking the fuck out. We see Aaron emerge from the boys' room with a backpack on and a full margarita. In hand. <laughs> me, me, which as was hell. honestly how we were going into Hurricane Henri. I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a you know a bachelor nation groupie. No, no, don't hold on with me, Derek. Name one thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hey, gang. Hello, everyone. Wow, new opening. Who are we? <laughs> I'm just like really trying new things this year. You know, the, hurric- the hurricane on the episode changed us. Uh- <laughs> I decided to start my uh, new year, new me in. September, late September is when okay. I decided to start. I almost said November, so I just don't know where we are, <laughs> what month it is, what day it is. Let's get right into this. This is going to be a right rapid in. fire episode. If you notice Kayla and I sound like we're sprinting, it's because we are. <laughs> You're not listening on 1.5 or 2x speed. This is just the pace we're taking it today. But you know what? Honestly, you guys are welcome because nothing happened in this episode. So if you're listening to a recap on this nothing episode, you probably want it to be short too. So I'm going to respect your wishes. Let's get into it. So anyways, we kick it off with Noah narrating everything, which is my favorite bachelor trope when someone's in a good relationship. They're just subjected to narrating everything because they have nothing interesting going on as like a plot point. So Noah's narrating um, and he's basically like, yeah, like Joe and Serena on the beach saying they love each other. Like gotta be really hard for Kendall. Like she's really (laughs) falling apart over it. And I was like, thanks. (laughs) Like, okay, don't say the quiet part loud. Uh, <laughs> right. So she goes to talk to Joe. Kendall goes to talk to Joe. He she she very respectfully waits for him to be done with his Serena like little picnic date that he planned. If you remember where we left them last episode, him and Serena were saying that they loved each other on the beach, uh, on a blanket, and Kendall was watching. And uh Ivan was the epitome of dude who is down bad because he tried to kiss Kendall during this and she was like, absolutely not, and got up and <laughs> she walked was away. Like, literally read the room. Like, literally read the room. And he was like, okay, damn, uh, help. (laughs) Dudes who are down. Dudes who are down. Horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah, so she goes up (laughs) and, like, this is a tough conversation. And I said this in our group chat tonight. And, like, no one in this situation is doing anything wrong. They're all just feeling deeply completely different things. So, but Kendall in in this situation, to me, like, I really like Kendall. And she is just like your friend who you love and support so much, who went through a breakup that was like for good reason and just cannot cope with the consequences of her own actions. But also, and I'm like, not isn't saying that's willing to change anything. Right. It's like, I want to be with Joe. Okay. Will you move to Chicago? No. Okay. Why are we having this conversation? Like, and it's like, she's not doing anything wrong inherently other than that. Um, and that's just like, a logistical thing it sucks but it's like oh my god like you're not you're not facing the consequences of your actions well so it's just like there's no way to help you like you have to also, just so you have to heal 
Yeah, it's like all three people in this situation are so likable, and I think that's what makes it hard to watch. But there's a moment that's especially, I think, painful where Kendall says to Joe that she loves to see him being funny and making people laugh and thriving because that's, like, what she loves about him. She just, like, hates that she's not a part of it anymore and, like – a hundred percent relatable like it's like when you're a good person and you want people to be good and do well but it's just kind of like damn like it really sucks that I'm not part of that equation anymore and like Serena is someone who like has kind of taken that spot so um conversation is painful it's obvious that Joe still uh really cares about her like a lot like a lot of ex-boyfriends would have just straight up like not had this conversation oh they would have been like that bitch is crazy and like been assholes about it and joe is such a nice man and he just like hugged her comforted her but also without being without being disrespectful to serena exactly and also told her the truth she asked him again why did you come here and it was clearly hard for him to say but he said because i really knew that it was over Like, he was like, I knew it was over between us. That's why I made the decision to come here. Like, as hard as I'm sure that was for her to hear, he wasn't going to just sugarcoat, but he also wasn't going to just, like, disrespect her and be rude. He was like, he handled this perfectly, I think. Um, That being said, he's wearing socks and sandals the whole time. I'm like, most sought-after man on the beach is wearing socks with Adidas slides. I also wrote that. I literally (laughs) wrote that they are fighting over a man in socks and sandals. She, I tweeted it. I was like, she's crying over a man in socks and sandals. Me. Um, (laughs) Me too. Um, Yeah, but he's so nice. And and she just, she just isn't healed. Like she's just, she needs to do, and it's fine. Again, we talked about it last week. Who would be able to just go to the beach that you met your ex on and watch him fall in love with someone else? It's hard. But she just needs to do some work, inner work, heal, move on. I wish her happiness. I wish her the best. Yeah. This is not her moment. Yeah. So she leaves. She says some pretty rough stuff in the limo, too, about, like, feeling like she, like, Joe was her person and she messed it up and stuff. Like, really hard to listen to. Really sad. As they flash (laughs) between that and him and Serena being like, I still, I'm still falling in love with you. (laughs) It's, like, the most hard to watch thing ever. It's, like, Kendall having a meltdown and the two of them, like, I've never been happier in my life. I'm, like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Also, like, later in the episode where he says, like, last time I was here meant a lot to me, but I think it means more now. I was, like, ooh, fuck. Like, like, ow. Talk about about hitting her while she's already down. Like, kicking her while she's down. I'm, like, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm glad she's (laughs) not there anymore. Um, Also, with this, Ivan is... Ivan is full on panic mode. Like now I'm panicking because I'm about to lose my job. Like he is just <laughs> off the rails. The that meme from SpongeBob where everything's on fire. It's SpongeBob's brain and they're all running around. That's Ivan. Insane. It's up not there. good. So it's not, it's good. not going well for our guy. He and James have had actually, I think, similar trajectories. Except Ivan has been more friends, just friends the whole time coasting, while James has had actual girl a new girlfriend every week (laughs) Ivan has just had like a new friendship rose every week and kind of thought maybe it would work with Kendall and then unfortunately no and and you know what there's more to to discuss with Ivan later so so then we get to Damar and our dude Ed coming coming through and as they jog down the beach the girls are making comments about them being hot but the most important comment (laughs) comes from Aaron who in his in the moment with the producer says Ed's thighs are like Christmas hams. They could feed an entire village of cannibals. I mean, he has to be on meth, right? 
like he's on crystal meth. Yo, Gatorade me, bitch. For sure. <laughs> There's no um, way that, like, I just don't, I don't know where, like, in his brain he pulls this from. Where does he get this? Like, it's fascinating. It's always accurate. Like, what he said yeah, wasn't incorrect. That's, the thing. that's, like, the problem. Most of the problem I have with it is I'm, like, I always 100% agree. And I don't even know what it means half the time. And I'm, like, he's right. And he should say it. So, yeah, Ed and, Ed and DeMar, this is, like, my Super Bowl, dude. The two of them showing up, I'm like, mm, Sunday football's back, so are Ed and Demar, bitch. Like, move the fuck <laughs> over. I'm a, I'm a 49ers fan second, and I'm an Ed and Demar fan first. So. One like, very weird thing about me and Emily is that we're both 49ers fans, despite both being from the middle of Connecticut. Yeah, I don't know. Big four. Come it's on, a choice. 49ers. Come on, it's, let's it's, go. It's solely because well, of Jimmy Faith, Faithful to the Bay, baby. Faithful to the Bay. So, uh, and faithful to Ed and Damar. Um, did you like that tie-in? And so they show up and, and the guys are in a cold sweat. Um, the other guys. So they pull, Damar pulls like Chelsea, Chelsea first, I think, to talk. They talk, whatever. And then he pulls also Marissa. And then Riley is like, now I'm panicking because I'm about to lose my job. And, and because Damar is fine and becca and in the moment says marissa came here specifically wanting to see damar so this is like trouble in paradise um ends up being nothing and then ed also pulls natasha so they have get a double date card don't you love when they do this damar takes chelsea and ed takes natasha um and they go on the date and it's uh, and then as we see them on the date we see uh dr joe on uke (laughs) He's taken on the role Why they of gotta do sad this? ukulele player uh, yeah. now that Connor has left. Which, which Joe calls a banjo. I'm like, again, <laughs> this is the man that you are all fighting for. <laughs> and this Joe's like, he's playing, he's playing the banjo or something. And Riley and uh, Joe, grocery store Joe, not to be confused with Dr. Joe, because there's two now, are placing bets over who Natasha will pick. And like both Natasha and Joe... Like, Joe is like, I had a good date with Natasha. Natasha's like, we had a good date until the end, and it got very weird. So I'm excited to go on this other date with someone else. <laughs> I was like, as you should be, queen. And so, but the thing with the, the vibes with Dr. Joe are so weird, because, like, Dr. Joe is still kind of feeling Natasha. Like, he doesn't like that she's exactly. going on this date with, with Ed. And, like, Natasha says, like, yeah, the date went really well, but then it got weird. I'm like, why don't you guys just, like, talk? exactly like you guys both clearly like each other like I I think this would be a completely different situation if Joe had been in paradise from day one I think the two of them would have hit it off from day one and I think that they would have a really strong connection unfortunately I think she wants to rid herself of all, all things Brendan which I totally get and it's difficult she probably because Joe still doesn't know the full story so in her mind she's like I would I'm not gonna date Brendan's best friend and in Joe's mind he's probably like well it can't be that big of a deal (laughs) so it's just an awkward thing but yeah I'm also like can you guys talk about this more like what's going on uh because clearly Joe is still like I really like Natasha but they go on this date it's like a painting date they have to do arts and crafts you know once a fucking day it's in the contract I literally wrote down nothing about this date because I was so bored (laughs) I nothing happened they're painting each other Ed talks about how he loved having his face painted as a child and Natasha's like okay and then they don't show Damar and Chelsea even a little bit they show them for like maybe one second and then they were like that's enough (laughs) they were like okay bye and then they're like Ed Natasha and I was like that's fine 
weirdly, I really like this pairing. I it's freaking me out too. I don't know. Ed's a brick. I, Ed's less of a brick now than he was previously. I don't know no, what and happened. Like, I said this in our text, but like I stand by it. I want to know everyone else's thoughts. Um, I don't think when I say this that be- that. I said bed, that Ed got Botox. I don't think so. And if he did get Botox, I love that for him. I support it. I no Botox shaming on the pod. But that being said, it doesn't look like he got Botox. It just looks like he's like the Madame Tussauds version of himself. Like his skin is just very waxy and like pulled very tight. And I really think that like, this is like, this is like a wax figure of Ed. Like it doesn't look like Ed. I feel like maybe they like CGI'd him in. Um, they like edited in Ed, but he's not actually there. I don't know. Yeah, he's looking. I mean, s- drop the skincare routine, King. Uh, friend of the pod, Ed. Um, oh my God. But I like, yeah, he doesn't, he looks different. He waxy. also acts different. Yeah, he looks waxy. Uh, whatever. So they go on this date. They don't show literally any of it. I didn't pay attention. And then Ed and Natasha have like a very nice moment after they make yeah. out Natasha's lipstick gets all over him. It's very cute. It's clearly like very like intimate, but also funny. And they're laughing and the lipsticks everywhere and I'm loving it. Okay. I, think I love Natasha it. I think is surprised great. that she likes him too. And I would be too. I'd be like, what do you mean this guy? But I like it. Brick. I'm here for it. He's a brick. She's amazing. And it works. I don't know how. She was a boy. She was a girl. Could I make it any more? Could I make it any more obvious? She's the peacock. She's the peacock, and he's and she deserves to be a rock under her feet. (laughs) So whatever. We go back to the beach. Um, Kenny and Mari get a date card uh, finally because they've been like kind of together this whole time. They've never actually gone on a date. He's gone on a date with every other girl he cared about less than Mari, but he has not been on a date with Mari. (laughs) Kenny's been on like eighteen dates. I was like, wait, they haven't been on a date yet because I. Yeah, I forgot. I was like, what? Kenny's on a date every week and it's somehow never been with the girl that he's like been with since day one. All right, cool. Eh, Make it make sense. So they go to this weird date. um, And basically there's this woman who works at the hotel standing there that says that she's going to teach them how to plate tacos. And at first I was like, I'm plating tacos once a week in my kitchen. What is there to learn on this date? (laughs) Then we learn that they're going to be plating tacos and the plates are going to be each other's naked bodies. Now, all I'm going to say about this is why, why did I have to watch Kenny literally, I'm sorry to be graphic on the pod, but like drizzle sour cream on Mari's legs. It looked like cum. It looked dangerously like cum. And I was like, how is this allowed to air on ABC? I said, I like, can these people just fucking go bowling or something? Like go on a normal fucking date. I'm tired. I don't even care. Go shoot hoops in your backyard. Like this shit is so whack. I don't understand. It has to be a kink thing at this point. They're trying, there's some kinky people who watch this show or something. No, the Uh, the kinky person is the woman working at the hotel who stood there the entire time while they ate tacos off of each other's naked bodies. Why didn't she ever leave the room? Why didn't she leave, dude? Yeah, it was super weird. I hate this. I hate this. She, She didn't need to be there at all. They didn't cook the meat. They, they weren't learning any particular no. skill set. She was she just there to supervise. Lil John could have just been like, hey, eat tacos off each other. Bye. And it then honestly the would have been less weird if it was Lil John standing there supervising the date. I agree. Or any of the hosts this season. This was whack. Anyway, they fucking do that. Uh, okay. I'm calling the police. 
And then meanwhile, back at the ranch, James is like planning things for Tia because he's like clearly down horrendous, not as down bad as (laughs) Ivan, but like definitely a happy medium. Like he's not where Aaron is. He's not where Ivan is. He's in a happy medium between the two. So he's like, I got to do something cute for Tia. This man is eh, the sweetest. We don't know him at all. Again, we've learned nothing about him in two seasons. But I feel like he just tries. Like he tries. He, tries. Really hard. And he tried with Katie too. Like he would go out of his way to try to have like nice conversations with her and like support her and, and all sorts of stuff. And like, and James is cute. I wish he would stop doing his hair like that because it looks fucking stupid. Did you? But He's like, posted on his Instagram what his hair looks like without it. And it looks kind of sexy. Like I would like to run my fingers through it. Aaron, if you hear this, I don't mean it. Uh, <laughs> you're my number one baby um if you go on his instagram but this is actually perfect because if things don't work out with you and aaron you can do the classic trope of fucking his friend like it's i have fucking sorry it's perfect oh it is it's on his instagram it wasn't a story it's on his instagram i mean it's definitely like chip skylark looking but like it's cute (laughs) i don't know yeah something needs to be figured out but either way He's a sweetheart. And so he's planning things for Tia. And he's like, you grew up in Arkansas. I grew up in New York. Tell me about your upbringing, whatever. Like trying to learn more about her. Not just relying on fleeting moments when they're both at the bar, but like actually putting in a fucking effort. Thank you, James. Um, And then Tia is like, in an, in the her in the moment is like if I listen to my heart it's James because he's so sweet and he puts an effort but I sometimes you have to listen to your vagina and I was like I get that feeling but honestly bestie don't do it (laughs) (laughs) hi there listeners editor Adam here if you are Emily's parents might I suggest fast forwarding about 20 seconds the last time I listened to my vagina, every time I listen to my vagina, I end up taking plan B the next morning for breakfast. So maybe <laughs> we should stop doing that part. Anyway, that's what happens. And then we go back to Kenny and Mari. They're having kind of a deep conversation, although it's Kenny and Mari having a deep conversation. So it's mostly just Kenny being like, I don't know. I just like you. Um, <laughs> that's a great answer. <laughs> It's kind of it. You actually <laughs> yeah. do. You actually do some really great impressions sometimes on the pod. I will say that wasn't one of them. <laughs> it wasn't amazing. I don't know what Kenny sounds like. He's a man of few words. I <laughs> yeah. So basically, they say they're falling in love. Um, Kenny says that in his real life, he's never really cared about finding a wife or having kids. Um, but it feels easy with Mari. And I'm like, dude, like this is a month of your life. Like if you've never pictured it in your real life and you're just going to show up back to your real life with Mari, who's 15 years younger than you. And you're like, this will work. Like, I just, I hope for, I hope it does work for them. Like they seem happy together, but also I'm just like, if you've never pictured it, yeah. I don't know. my guy. Yeah. So, and also he's like, I don't tell people that the last person I told that to was my dog or something or like a dog. Yeah, or like something. And I was like, same actually. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, they're cute. I, I do really like them together and I've liked them yeah. together since day one. Cause I think they're both chaotic. I think that they're into each other. I don't like, I'm not too invested in it, but I think it, I think it works. I get it. I get it. Uh, I would never, but I get it. So then <laughs> wouldn't touch it with a six foot pole, but I get it. <laughs> so rude (laughs) I don't touch the stuff but good for them (laughs) so (laughs) so then 
we go back to the beach and um we see riley and marissa and marissa is getting kind of freaked out because she's like i know that riley and i have like such a good connection but like he's never really opened up to me he's never really gotten deep with me about anything and like it's like kind of concerning to me because if i'm gonna leave paradise with this man like i we need to be like at an emotional connection place as well so she kind of corners him (laughs) he like definitely thinks they're gonna fuck Cause she like brings him to like the private area and she's like, so anyway, tell me about all your childhood trauma. Um, and then he does, he talks about more of what he talked about on Tasha's season, Mm -hmm. uh, with his parents' relationship and how it's affected him and all that kind of stuff. And I, I see where Marissa was coming from of like, obviously we have a great physical connection, but like, if we're going to take this outside of paradise, like I need to know that you can trust me like emotionally and we're not just going to like fuck all the time and that'll be our whole relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a really nice conversation. But what I think is That's interesting great. is that Marissa has not opened up to him at all, really. Other than when she talked about her like weight yeah. loss situation. Yeah. I was like, why are you making him talk about his trauma? We, but like you haven't right. had, like, anything with you. I think she like wanted reassurance and then it turned into more like a deeper conversation, but I, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I love them and he gets very emotional and then she's like really supportive and it's just like, I want to hear about it. And then he talks about his mom and he's like, I would love for you to meet my mom. And I was like, wow, imagine if anyone said that to you, Uh, (laughs) could it be me? And they're just really no uh no shade on the pod but no no shade on the pod he's gonna listen to this and be like are you fucking just go home um so uh, yeah they're really good together and I like them together and I think she's really supportive of him and I think it was just like what she needed to know that like it's more than just right it's more than just them fucking and him rapping about her being his queen ting um highlight of the season for me for sure (laughs) <laughs> top three moments for no sure no doubt top three moments in bachelor history so, so then yeah we get the the biggest nothing burger we've ever gotten on this show <laughs> uh which is when there's a tropical storm the producers come to the the bar and they're like guys we got to evacuate right now there's a tropical storm heading right for us people are kissing their partners like they're on the fucking titanic They're like, we are never going to see these people again. And I'm like, you all already follow each other on Instagram. Like you can see each other whenever you want. Like, it's okay. Joe is like, I don't know when I'm going to see Serena again. I'm like, as soon as you land at the airport, yeah. as soon as you (laughs) land at LAX, you could see each other again. Like so so stupid. So we end up figuring out, I think it turns into nothing. They show them evacuating. Everybody's freaking out. There's a commercial break. And then they all walk down to the beach as if nothing has happened as if it's another morning like they're like we got with someone going we're back yeah they're like we got to get out of here and then it's like commercial and then they're like now casting this first ever senior bachelor and then we go back to the beach and it's just them walking down like okay so nothing's changed so nothing Um, happened at least like when paradise shut down a few years ago because of the uh like sexual assault situation that happened they played that up in the promos as hard as they played up this tropical storm, but at least there was a, something happened. Like we were like, Oh, this was serious. This, they played it up in exactly the same way. And absolutely nothing happened. I was was giving very much hurricane on re, which also gave us nothing. (laughs) Come on, miss natural disaster. Um, nothing. So also, but like, uh, I gotta say, I'm calling them drama queens, but the night before Hurricane on Hurricane Henri, Hurricane Henri, 
we were trying so desperately to flee the state of New Jersey because we thought that the hurricane was coming right for us. I thought not. we were about to get swept up in the hurricane, like in our Uber. Um, I thought that we, we were, were going to die in New Jersey. Yeah, I thought we were going to die in New Jersey, and then I thought we were going to die in the car, and then I went to a bar. Like, I, and like it was fine. It stopped raining. Like, I was like, shall I keep the party going? I remember um, when that's the rain I stopped. I was like, are we in the eye? Yeah, like, <laughs> we were actually in the eye. In the eye of a hurricane. Anyway, thank you. This was played up like when men went to war and died. Like, that's how the women were acting. <laughs> The men were like, man, oh, I wish. To- <laughs> God, I miss when men went to war and died. Men were supposed to men were supposed to be hunter gatherers, and instead, Aaron is drinking a giant margarita while fleeing a hurricane in Mexico. <laughs> Father God, <laughs> the men you put on this earth to hunt and gather <laughs> are referring to other men's thighs as juicy hams. <laughs> The men that you put on this earth to provide are bringing each other a glass of white wine, knowing that the other only drinks red. Like, so disturbing. Tell me you don't know James's love language without telling me, Aaron. So, James, James literally goes, is that white wine? And Aaron goes, yeah, dude. And James, James honestly looked sick to his stomach. Don't blame him. If James um, is not constantly drinking Merlot, oh my like God. If we noticed, Aaron definitely should have noticed. So <laughs> back on the beach, uh, Lil John decides that he wants to just interrogate every couple about where exactly they're at. <laughs> in front of everybody in else, too. In front of everyone else. This is like a very survivor type of shit. Like Jeff Probst will literally say to all the other contestants, he'll be like, so you know, you're on the chopping block, right? And like in front of everybody else who's about to vote, this was the energy Lil John was bringing. I think he watches Survivor. Or America's Next Top Model. Which, by the way, guys. It was also giving Tyra. Survivor is back this week. Survivor 41 on CBS. I know that's not the show we cover, but Survivor 41 on CBS. If anyone's looking to have a sidebar about Survivor, watch and DM me. I'm ready. I'm ready. Anyways. So he's like, who's feeling love? And everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? And then Joe's like, we are like, he's something about who's falling in love. And then Joe's like, we did so loud. So weird, unnecessary, but very funny. And that's when he says the thing about this paradise means even more. And it's like, oh my God, cute. And then it's like, why do you hate? <laughs> and then it's like, Kendall. Ooh, that's gonna just right to the jugular for Kendall. And then he's going around, whatever, asking all the couples how they're doing. They're all like, we're good, thanks. Um, And then (laughs) he refers to new sexy Brendan, soon to have that title revoked um, by me personally, uh, as Taddy Daddy and then James. And then Tia's like, you're both daddies in my book. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And you're like, Tia, we almost had you there. I'm like, time to turn this shit off. So after the weird interrogation, Tia is basically upset because she feels that new sexy Blake is not making an effort. And I Which he's not. Disagree. To be fair, he's, he's not. not. And he's not. And he proves he's not by his reaction to her being like, why aren't you making an effort? Because he just decides to start fighting. Like, just for no fucking reason. And, then, and like, arguing. I know that... I know that the word gaslight gets thrown around a lot in Bachelor Nation, and I don't mean to use it lightly, but, like, he does gaslight her in this conversation when he's like, Tia, like, you know that I care about our connection. Like, why would you even say this? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, because we've gone on one date and you're putting in no effort. Like, how else am I supposed to interpret this? Like, 
she hasn't even gone on a date with James and he's like trying to do nice things for her. Like, it's like, you're literally yeah, let's get not James trying- a date card. Please get James a date card. Um, it's just like, it's like, you have to do more than just go on the dates, which is yeah. like, I think what he's missing. I think you, it, to him, it's like, you get a date card, you go on the date and then like, you're good. You're set. And it's like, no. Um, and meanwhile, we that, cut away. If that Sorry. were the case, Kenny and Tia would still be together. Like, that's not Literally. what happens. Like, And then, like, we cut away to Ivan, who's talking about whose rose he's going to get this week. And he goes, I'm just, you know, trying to meet new people. And I'm like, this has been Ivan since his date with Jasenia. Like, he is constantly yeah. hoping new people are going to come down. And I'm like, my guy, girls have the roses this week. If anyone comes down, it's going to be a dude. Yeah. And I'm not gonna, I'm not saying this just because I'm an Aaron apologist, because I do find his, um, toxic masculinity at the end of this episode to be a lot, but I was getting frustrated with Ivan because I do feel like at this point, he's only pulling for a rose. And I think that's the distinction between him and James is like, I think James is genuinely upset because he felt a connection with Tia and he like really wants to see what happens. Yeah. And I'm not saying James didn't use, like when James and Demi gave each other a rose, like I'm like, yes, he has been in the situation where he was just pulling to get a rose to last till next week. I don't think that that's what he's doing now. I do think that's what Ivan is doing. And that is bothering me because I love Ivan and I don't want to be like, how dare you? You suck. But I am like, okay, at a certain point, are you trying to make a connection or are you just like trying to stay and get more friendship roses? Right. And then uh, we, speaking of just vying for a rose, um, after Tia and Hot New Blake's fight goes down where he like gaslights her and she's like, I don't understand why you're not trying harder. Like, you know, I'm picking between you and someone else. Right. And yeah, he walks away and he says in his interview, I really do want this rose. He doesn't say, I really do like Tia. I really do want to date Tia. He says, I really do want this rose. And I'm like, gross. Okay. Like James seems like he's actually trying to have a connection with Tia versus Blake is like his first sentence. I really want this rose. Okay. So fucked. And then, so then James is back in the running, baby. This is now a James Stan account in case anyone was wondering. So she does pull James again and they talk and like, they end up kissing at the end. So it seems like it went well. Um, And I'm just, I mean, we're just rooting for James because Blake was an asshole and it's like, fuck you. Like whatever. Yeah. Like, so then uh, Aaron is like, I know that Chelsea went on a date with Damar. I've got to do something to stand out. I think she likes me more, but I got to make sure. So he sets up a little catwalk and decides to model for her because she is a model. And it was actually very funny. It was very simple. Like he didn't go so over the top with it where it was like, okay, that's not authentic. Like it was just like a cute little thing that he did. And like, it's like silly and like, whatever. It's funny. Yeah. They seem like they have a good connection. Um, And then this is when and after this oh sorry also during this there's like noah riley and ivan are like sitting yes. together like watching and ivan like makes a comment about like he's like i don't know if aaron actually likes her or if he's just pulling for a rose and i'm like ivan i think you're just kind of projecting maybe a little bit because i'm like i think aaron likes chelsea i don't think they're end game i don't think they're gonna get married yeah but like i think he does like her and i think also the fact that he's putting in an effort says a lot and I think Ivan is kind of like uh, almost setting himself up so that he can do what he's about to do. Yeah, because then he can justify it by being like, well, I don't even think that Aaron likes her very much. So like, why does it matter? It's like, he's like justifying what he's about to exactly. do to exactly. the other guys. Exactly. So then um, 
this is when Aaron brings James some white wine. Uh, Aaron, bestie, we know better. Um, <laughs> he only drinks red. I don't know why you did that. So then, he's been doing this for literally months. Like, what's yeah, it's okay. So this is your second season with James. You so refer then, to him as family. So I don't know. I don't know why you don't know anything about him. Um, so then Chelsea, Ivan asked to talk to Chelsea and she's like, sure. And they walk away and it's bestie vibes only. She and literally says, she's like, we're like besties. She's like, we're friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he was like, ah. he like, she does not immediately realize that he is hitting on her. And then she kind of gets clued into this because he gets offended when she makes a comment about them being friends and she's like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, like, immediately friend zone you like that. And then she tries to, like, recover. And she's like, no, like, I think you're cute. Like, like, I think you're cute. And it's just, like, very awkward and weird. And then Ivan, like, leans in to kiss her. And you, you know she's only doing it because rejecting him would just be so cringy and awkward because they yeah. are friends. Yeah. And she was, like, kind of looking at him, like, are you going to kiss me? And, like, at this point, like, I get that her connection with Aaron isn't, like, rock solid. I'm not, yeah. like, mad at her for exploring other options. I'm just a little bit, like, again, like, I really like Ivan. And none of this is me being, like, Ivan's being a snake. Like, I don't think that. I just think I'm a little bit tired of the, like, Ivan really needs a friendship, Rose. <laughs> like, just go home I'm, at like, this just point. Like, just go home. Like, I... It's literally two weeks until the end. Like in I two weeks, people why... are getting engaged. And like, and honestly, I could say the same about Aaron too. It's like, at this point, if you're not close to getting engaged, leave. And yeah. I just Stop feel bringing like- new people in also. Also, yeah. Like that's, you know, a lot of this is like, that's a producer thing. But like, if you're not close to getting engaged slash leaving with someone and like pursuing, you know, dating them- just like go fucking home. I just, I yeah. can't do this anymore. That being said, I mean, obviously I'm fighting for James like with everything yeah. I have. So like, maybe that's hypocritical, but this was just a little bit like, ugh, you are kind of like rose fishing right now. You're like trying to get a rose really badly. Um, Speaking of uh, James says that he is there. Aaron and James are watching them make out and James is like, he's rose hunting. And then Aaron is clearly getting pissed and James makes a fatal error. He says to Aaron, go say how you feel. Wrong move, James. Don't tell, don't tell Aaron to do that. Fuck. Again, these two guys are like, we're best friends, but do they know each other at all? Like, it's like, like you should go things, for it. It's like James loves red wine and Aaron loves arguing. And so, <laughs> like, you guys are not that good of friends. Like, I don't know. So, yeah. So then Aaron, like, and this is where Aaron loses me. Like, again, it's not. Uh, and yeah, I'm an Aaron apologist, but it's not that like, I am just defending Aaron because I love Aaron and I don't like Ivan. I like both of them a lot. That's why this is like really annoying, but. Cause neither of them are right. No. Like, like neither of them are right. Like they're both just like being fucking annoying. I'm like, yeah, at least I said this earlier to someone. I was like, at least when Brendan was here and everybody was like arguing <laughs> with Brendan, it was like, yeah, fucking get him. Like, like, <laughs> like that guy sucks. And when it's two people you like, it's just like, dude, I don't want you to argue. I like both of you. Yeah. So he kind of gets in this. And this is also the thing is like, he could have talked about it, but Aaron isn't like that. So he obviously has to go like get in Ivan's face and be like, you fucking lied to me. You just told me that you weren't going to try to get anyone's rose or steal anyone's rose or whatever. And Ivan's like, dude, like relax, whatever. Um, 
Yeah. And his. Did you hear him start to say Chelsea surprised me? Because I was like, no. Yeah, I did. And I was like, leave her out. Like as much as she's involved, also leave her out of this. It's like, also, if you want to know what's happening, both of you just be like, Chelsea, like what's, how do you feel? (laughs) Maybe we should ask Chelsea how she feels. No, we should just fight. Like, it's just annoying. And then this is also where like Ivan is not a confrontational person. He's like, I'm not going to do that, whatever. And like Aaron is getting really angry and it's, it's just hard to fucking watch. Cause it's like, dude, it's really neither, cringy. Neither of you are going to propose to Chelsea in two weeks. So <laughs> consider that. <laughs> like, <laughs> consider this. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's it. That's really it on this week's episode. Um, that's all that happened. Uh, nothing happened basically. And we get a preview for the rest of the season. That looks interesting. Um, couples breaking ups or soundbited, you know, who knows, maybe they don't. But one thing that does seem interesting is that when they were weathering the storm, they stayed in a hotel while they waited it out. And, um, we learn that something happened with Ivan at the hotel. He says, love makes you do crazy things. And we overhear him talking about an incident that happened at the hotel. We don't know if it involves Chelsea, somebody else. We, we don't know who is involved in it. Um, but I'm interested to see what that is. I'm, I think it's going to be interesting, but I fear that it's going to be like the tropical storm and end up being absolutely nothing. So. Yeah. Because it's like this one-on-one conversation with Wells and Ivan, which when I first saw them having a one-on-one conversation, I was like, oh, Aaron punched Ivan in the face and had to be escorted off paradise <laughs> and now they're talking about it. Um, but it, it seems like something happened at the hotel, which is mainly the only thing I'm interested to see because obviously like, I want to see who gets engaged, who stays together, whatever, who breaks up. But, um, yeah, I do want to know what happened, uh, there, especially cause Ivan is such a like non-problematic figure or up until this point has been. So I'm like, what did you, what did you do? Yeah. Um, and well, then so was Brendan. So was Brendan. Um, in other news, Brendan apologized. It's the most asinine thing I've ever seen in my life. If you don't even bother watching it, don't, it's nothing. don't watch it unless you want to waste seven minutes of your time. Uh, he just once again projects everything. Um, also, we have our bachelor. It's kind of a spoiler, but we do have our bachelor. It is not anyone from the Katie's last season. season. From Katie's yeah, season. someone from so, uh, Michelle's cool. season. It's gotten like leaked online. Um, it's someone from Michelle's season, which we were kind of talking about in our group chat and our producer Tara was like, why would they allow this to get spoiled? And I'm like, well, when you think about it, the bachelorette usually films in the spring way earlier. Right. And then they announce the bachelor in the fall. So in theory, if this were working like a normal year and COVID hadn't fucked everything up, it would have been someone from Katie's timeline. It wouldn't have been a spoiler. And at this point, it's like, does The Bachelor spoil it or do they let it get spoiled? And it's kind of like, we might as well get ahead of the game. Right. Um, it's like, it is what it is. We'll see. We'll see how he is. Yeah. So it's a guy from Michelle's season. Um, he is from St. Louis. He went to University of Missouri. So basically, if I don't have a chance, if I don't get Ben to watch this season of The Bachelor with me, when The Bachelor is literally Ben... Like, I don't stand a chance. Like, you he's never from will. St. Louis, went to Mizzou. Like, if I don't get him now by being like, come look at the school you miss so much and the exterior intro package shots, like, I'll never get him. You'll never get him. So. No, so yeah, that and then uh, uh, Michelle's season. That was the other 
it's not even it's an announcement. But I thought we had like the a promos. Time. The promos look insane, which is like just it's like the polar opposite of what Katie's promos were. So yeah, they, they didn't give a fuck about Katie's season. They didn't care at all. Um, with that said, I can't fucking wait. Um, I mean, you guys know I love Paradise, but I do think Michelle is going to be an excellent Bachelorette. So me too. I think we're in for a treat. Um, and with that said, we'll see what this fucking is our happens episode. next week. Shortest episode ever. Again, lightning round. Lightning round coverage. And honestly, can you guys tell that we started recording after the episode again and when we're clearly intoxicated? Clearly I intoxicated. Know. And like, you know, I feel like this format is probably easier for everyone because it's just like, it's, we're talking so fast and, but I'm tired. Like I can't do this every time. <laughs> I have to take, I have to take my time with my analysis, um, which is always nothing. So with that being said, thank you for listening to this extremely short episode. Um, please follow us on Instagram at don't insult my podcast and like, and follow us wherever you listen to your podcast and tell everyone, you know, about this podcast. Thanks. And, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Can't wait. Talk to you next week. Bye.